Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. All right. It's a one-timer of Judd's Hockey Show. As always, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff. We didn't do one last week uh, because basically things had slowed down to the point where there was not a lot of talk about involving the Minnesota Wild. That was last Wednesday. It is Monday as we record this. The NHL draft first round is going to be on Tuesday, but more importantly, Declan Goff, the Wild are moving and shaking (laughs) in the hours leading up to the draft. And um, we have one trade made with the San Jose Sharks. We have another trade that appears on the precipice that by the time you listen to this, the trade could have gone through. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. Uh, trade one, which is done now, which uh, was rumored late last week and came to fruition. Ryan Donato, acquired in the Charlie Coyle trade with Boston, is sent to the San Jose Sharks for a, a 2021, I believe, third-round pick. Is that correct? Coming back to the Wild for uh, Bill Guerin as he decides that Ryan Donato does not fit in with what the Wild is doing. Let's see here, uh, just quickly. Ryan D- uh, Donato played in 22 games, it looks like, after being acquired in the Coil trade in 2019. Four goals, uh, 12 assists, 16 points, a minus four to end that season. This past year, 2019-20, Donato, 62 games played, 14 goals, 9 assists, 23 points. He was actually a plus five. Um, no power play goals, so all 14 of his goals came at even strength. This is an interesting one, Dex, because on, on the surface, my reaction is you really didn't give Donato ever a sustained chance uh, to prove what he could do. Right. But Bill Guerin's a pretty smart uh, hockey guy. The Wild has some people now in their administration who I think are probably pretty good, hopefully, at gauging talent. So I can't decide if I think the Wild has pulled the trigger too early on deciding that a guy that Paul Fenton acquired from the Bruins is just not going to fit in, or if they really did see enough to decide that his um, defensive deficiencies Mm -hmm. and his overall play was never going to allow him to bump up to a top six role. And certainly with guys coming in, they just decided that A, he was not a good fit, and B, dare I say, they might have decided that, in their opinion, He's just not that good a player. Right. I guess my gut reaction is I don't like that a team just kind of gives up on a 24-year-old kid who shoots the puck a ton and has a lot of offensive upside. The guy scored 14 goals last year in very limited minutes. So you know when he's given opportunity, he's shown he can score. Um, And this team is in desperate need of guys that can score and shoot the puck. However, he's log jammed right now. Um, And I'd rather 
the Wild get something, that's a third-round pick, and that might not materialize as something, but it's ammo in your chamber to maybe move up in the draft or do something with it. Gives you another bullet. I'd rather see Donato get moved to a situation in San Jose, who, by the way, are in are in full-on rebuild mode right now. Like San Jose, they still have Logan Couture, and, and there's some nice pieces in San Jose and Carlson and Burns, but they... They have a long ways to go. I think they have a. I think they have a longer ways to go to relevancy than the Wild. Um, so Donato gets a chance to go to San Jose, probably playing a top six role. I would assume so at this point. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't give him a, a top six role. Um, I don't like. Yeah, I don't like punting on guys who are twenty four, especially when you're the Wild and you're not in rebuild mode, but you're in transition mode. And would it in a perfect world, Judd? Would it be nicer to? move Matt Zuccarello and just literally plug and play a guy like Ryan Donato into your top six like that? Of course it would. But unfortunately, the Wild have two established wingers, star wingers, by the way, and Kevin Fiala and Kirill Kaprizov, however the hell we're pronouncing it these days. So you know what you're getting out of those two dudes. And now if Donato goes and flourishes in San Jose, is that going to be tough to watch? Maybe. But if the pieces are in place right now for the Wild, I don't think it's going to be, it's not going to hurt us that much. That's how I, I don't think it's going to hurt the team that much watching Ryan Donato flourish on a pretty bad San Jose team, while the Wild, who should be trending in the right direction, certainly not juggernauts in the Western Conference next season, but trending in the right direction, everything's going well, we won't really care what Ryan Donato's doing in San Jose. At least I won't. So I think what Bill Guerin is doing here is on two different and very important separate tracks. I think the one is clearing out veterans that he finds that he thinks need to go to change the culture, to change the mentality. Koivu, you know, Koivu could have been brought back on probably a cheap contract to play on the fourth line, and it probably would have worked. The problem is he's been your captain, and I don't think that Guerin wants a guy like uh, Koivu, or we could certainly get to uh, the next trade topic, uh, Devin Dubnik. I don't think he wants those guys around because he sees them as being necessary to clear out. I don't think Donato falls in that part of the bin. I think the separate track here is there are literally just decisions being made on young players that this administration— which probably certainly thinks different than Paul Fentendex, mm-hmm. uh, thinks can play or can't play. And the complaint that I heard behind the scenes uh, when it came to Donato from people who know more about the sport than I do and who were around the team more than me was that I think he was perceived right or wrong as sort of just being a soft player, easy to knock off the puck, didn't really... It wasn't that he didn't care, but he didn't necessarily give them the work or the type of player that this team is going to want. And I do think that in Garen's mind, it probably becomes imperative to clear out guys that he doesn't think are are tough enough. Uh, and this does not mean fighting, but tough enough as far as their approach to the game goes, because the Wild has been, what, notoriously seen as being soft for how long now? And, and it, it sounds like in the end of the uh, end of the season meetings that the Wild had after the Canucks knocked them out in August, for instance, that Jordan Greenway was talked to about the fact, dude, you got to get yourself in shape and come in and achieve what you can achieve. Like, we don't want you coming in as a prospect and, oh man, it just didn't go well. So I think that there's probably a decision made on Donato that the mentality and what he brought and the style of play he brought was not going to be up to spec from young players as to what Garen wants the example to be. Now, the one thing about Donato that definitely intrigued me was I love the fact that unlike a lot of his uh, colleagues, it seems like um, with the team and probably around the league to a certain uh, degree now, Dex, he would shoot the puck, which I actually liked a lot. Yeah. Like how many times have, have we said, someone's got to shoot the bleeping puck, quit yeah. overpassing it, quit trying to be cutesy and dilly-dally around and shoot. And I like that about him. But there were people who definitely felt that Donato's work along the boards, for instance, did not live up to the expectation. And so 
that is that is trade one that is trade been one I think of Garen making decisions on guys and look Greenway could be moved too like you could see that there's a level of frustration there and I think Garen has no interest in the lesson that he probably has gone to school on is the Chuck Fletcher fall in love with the kids and now they're not kids but you're still this player still going to be great right you know yeah Charlie Coyle ultimately. Got so comfortable, he probably should have been traded at least a year, if not a little bit before that. Like, there came a point in time where you looked at that whole core group of young guys that aged and probably should have said, you're not going to amount to a lot here. Now, that does not mean that you can't go to Boston and have some success, but that's a different team and a different culture. Uh, the second part of this, it sounds like, and this is not a done deal, but it's been, it's been being discussed also with Doug Wilson, the GM of the Sharks, and Bill Guerin for the past few days, Devin Dubnik to San Jose. Now the important thing is Dubnik has a no has a list of no tra- no trade teams in his contract. The Sharks are not included in that list, so he can be traded to the Sharks without being asked. It sounds like, and this is not a dumb thing, the GM of the Sharks, Doug Wilson, who is the former Blackhawks defenseman, he has gone to Dubnik and essentially said, are you going to be happy if you're traded? Because you don't want to trade for a goaltender, and then he's all ticked off mm-hmm. and doesn't um, embrace the opportunity. Your thoughts on the start probably of the goaltender purge here? Devin Dubnik, if all goes well, will be a San Jose Shark. It's good. <laughs> you you got to get better goaltending. And even if it means um, still buying low on someone like Thomas Grice or Cam Talbot, and then either plugging Capo in or letting Staylock be the other tandem. I would personally like to see a new goalie plus Capo. That was the, that would be the goalie plan I would like to see on opening night of next season. Um, but with Dubnik being traded, and for a fifth round pick, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, that that sounds great to me. Even if it's in next year's draft, which I believe is what is reported as. And of course, we're recording this right now. Nothing is official on the trade. Probably by the time you're listening, he could have been moved by now. Um, I think it's good for the Wild that they're able to just trim this fat. So I, 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 even though it's different situations, I definitely loop the Donato trade and the reported uh, Dubnik trade as trimming fat. Like you, you, you can't really get like amazingly good returns on these two players. But what you can do is begin to chop your tree down a little bit and start to build things back up. And Dubnik's making um as as a reasonable contract, and Donato isn't making isn't breaking the bank either. But if you can figure out ways. To subtract so you can eventually add to your roster. And I'm guessing by tomorrow when the draft goes down, when we do a full dive on Wednesday, um, or how we plan that, I know that we're going to have probably some bigger moves that are going to shake out here. And free agency starts this week. I, I think this is just like the first, Judd, of my long way of saying, the first of many moves that is probably coming for Bill Guerin over the next seven days. Yeah, and Dubnik was really good here for a long time. Yeah. But he is 34. Uh, Guerin made it perfectly clear in his end-of-the-year press conference Zoom that Dubnik's play and the play of the goaltending across the board, and he's exactly right, was not up to snuff. Uh, the goaltending probably cost the Wild, what's fair, five games last sure. year? A handful right. at least? I think so. Uh, now, the interesting thing are, are the names that um, our, our guy uh, Russo had in The Athletic over the weekend in writing about the potential trade. I think it was on in uh, Friday's edition, if that is such a thing. He mentioned the fact that the Wild has shown interest in Marc-Andre Fleury, yep. who, uh, by the way, is due $12.5 million in base salary over the next two years. I think it's like 6 and then 6.5. Mm-hmm. And he is clearly going to be moved by the Knights. There is 
that whole ship it's, has sailed. He's yes. gone. Leonard's resigned. Yep. Exactly right. And the uh, the other name that uh, Michael mentioned in his reporting was Darcy Kemper, who's now, <laughs> of course, with the Coyotes, who left the Wild for the Kings and um, was basically a backup, but now has become the top goaltender for the Coyotes and in the playoffs absolutely stood on his head and was outstanding. The flurry thing, if you could get Vegas to take some of his contract, here's where I'm intrigued. So Stalock would be gone, which I'm fine with too. Yep. Um, I think Flurry's a pretty good mentor type of guy now. He's certainly not a young player. Vegas sort of screwed him completely. But I think if he came here and played with Capo and was Capo's mentor, and Flurry can still play. Mm-hmm. I sort of like that because I do I, I think the goal has to be is Coppo the guy who can be the guy in like two years, basically the guy, right? Yep, that's the goal. So if you had if you teamed him up with Flurry for a season or two and it was one A, one B, and he served as a mentor, that helps. And I also think that it helps that the Flurry Garen relationship goes back to their time as teammates in Pittsburgh. And so there's a tie in there. So the Flurry contract does not thrill me. It's a little bit too high for my tastes. Right. But I, I do like the angle of could you get him with Capo and actually give Capo what would amount to almost a secondary goaltending coach who's still active. I think the conundrum with Flurry is, and rightfully so, is, is people still, even though he's up there in age, they still view him as a number one guy. And now he's has the resume. He's got Stanley Cups. He's performed well recently in the postseason. He basically... Um, lost his job to a better goaltender when he wasn't playing that poorly this last year. The coach year. didn't like him. And the coach didn't like that him. That was pretty clear. I So I think also what I'm trying to say is Fleury has to kind of accept, like, dude, you're more of a 1B. Like, you're no longer 1A. You're 35 years old. You you have a borderline Hall of Fame resume. I wouldn't say your first bout, but you have a borderline Hall of Fame resume. Yep. And you have to accept the fact that with you being up there in age and with your contract— you're not gonna. You're not Robin Leonard. You're not gonna get a six year deal. You're not gonna get a, a new big pay raise. He's got a lot coming right now. Right. This is a good contract. So I think. I think if Flurry can accept the fact that like you can go to a new team and have a bigger role because obviously if 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 it played out where him backing up Robert Leonard in this next season like you're never gonna play like and I I think he has to accept that. But if he came to Minnesota and can serve as a mentor and still be the one B sixty forty split guy whether that's with Capo or or, or Staylock or whoever it is. Sure. That's fine, and yeah, I'm willing to listen. I'm curious what the trade would be. I don't. I wouldn't give up a first round pick for him. I wouldn't give up a meaningful oh, young player. Yeah, I think at this point, it, what Vegas has to accept is yeah, like you're looking at a mid round pick, and unless, probably and probably eating some salary. Unless they eat enough salary that you they actually get a higher pick based on that fact. Right. If they took like let's say so if it's six this year and I know it's six and a half next, what's just called six. If it's sure. six um, million is contract, and if and if. Vegas took on half of it, so there's twelve and a half million dollars. So if they took on six, and the Wild give up a second round pick for Flurry on draft Second night, third. yeah, that's probably. I wouldn't more hate like that. It. I wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate it. I don't hate it. I it's a little bit much. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're not going. There's no way that the Wild's going to take the entire salary. Right. No. Please <laughs> the, don't. The issue with Camper is, I think Camper, no question, would come here as your top goaltender. And I just think that you're in a really good place to see what Capo can give you. I agree. I don't so, like, I don't want him to fall back into being, um, he plays some, but he's not that important. Like, this is a, 
2020-21, to me, for the Wild, Declan, opens up an opportunity still to do some exploration. Yeah. I'm not saying the team should be bad, non-competitive, um, but I do think that goaltending-wise, I'd like to give the kid a chance. Yes. And, I, and think, I think Flurry does that. I think Kemper basically just pushes him into either what? A backup role or Stalock stays. Like I don't I that doesn't do much for me. And given the circumstances Flurry has to dealt with, his kind of ugly exit in Pittsburgh and getting on the expansion roster and, and then with how things have gone with Leonard, like there's there's external baggage there, but I don't think Flurry has handled that poorly. Like I don't think the way Flurry has gone. His like, agent did. His, his agent Not was him. a butthole. Alan Walsh was but, the guy who did did the what Peter DeBoer had the yeah. knife or the knife God. right going into yeah that was a picture of Flurry's back but that wasn't Flurry I think Flurry's a good guy yes that's what I'm and saying he's well liked so that's what I'm saying I, I don't think right. he's a bad apple he's not bad at that bar, bad culture and if anything I want his presence in that room yes so I, I think that's also very important so yes if it's Flurry and a second round pick for and, and Vegas retains at least thirty to fifty percent of the salary I don't hate it I would still prefer to be honest. Them doing the Talbot plan, them doing a buy low, two year deal on on some has been goalie, and still figuring out if you got your guy in capo. Because goaltending is so random, as we went out in a couple months ago on a, on a previous pod. Goaltending is so random. I, I can just tell you, I'm with you on this. The goaltending is going to be better next season. Is it going to be exponentially better next season? I don't know, but it will be better next season. Are it you won't a, be worse. And are you at a point where the goaltending, no pun intended here, can save you yet? I think the answer is no. No, it no. Yeah, the answer is like, no. Like like we're talking about top-flight goaltender. We're talking about a playoff run, right? That's not them yet. So, But now, now, if this is a year or two down the road and this team's about set the pop and they've got a center who's really good or something, then I'm all in. Get that goaltender who can play in game one of the playoffs and basically drag you through. That's great. So the uh, first round of the draft is going to be on Tuesday. Yep. This is going to be weird since it's, what, October 9th or something. So... The first round of the draft is on Tuesday. Yes. The next day of the draft is on Wednesday. Yes. Tell me this. A, do you expect the Wild to trade up from the number nine position to to draft a center? Uh, because I'm guessing that the best ones will be gone by the time that they get to nine. They might be pressing their luck and get fortunate there. And B, give me the give me the not even surprise. Give me the name of a guy that you think is going to be moved before the draft is done. Reckless speculation. Thank you. I would personally rather see them trade for an established player than move up in the draft. So that I would much rather see them make a big trade on draft day, because that's when it would happen, on draft day for an established player. Mm-hmm. I know there's been t- uh, people have kicked the tires on it, and there's been, and I would be more shocked if it happened in division, but if there is any situation where the Wild could acquire Patrick Laine, I'm in on it. I am so all in. And I know that sounds like, well, no, no, he's Patrick freaking Line. But that is the guy I want. I would much rather mortgage my future, or mortgage assets, I should say, not future, mortgage assets to get Patrick Line than I am moving up to the top five and finding a center who is probably still going to be a little bit of a project, but would give you hope because this team has had no has had no legitimate prospects down the middle in their organization's history. I think it's more likely that they move up in the draft, Judd, but personally as assistant GM Declan Goff, reckless speculation here. Reckless speculation. I'd rather see them go for an established NHL player. But we're talking about a winger there. Don't don't you want a center? I want a center. I need a center. Eh. Yeah, I, I, I do don't too. think you're gonna acquire I don't think you can acquire one. Like oh, wait, wait, wait. 
I don't think you can acquire one that we would all embrace the thought of. So, like, you, you could possibly do a deal with Calgary, right, for mm-hmm. Monaghan. Uh, you could possibly, but I don't know that there is a trade to be had there. And perhaps I'm wrong. I think that they probably at least are very active in trying to move up to make a trade to take a center. And I think the Greenway's gone. Okay. I think and that might be the start. Here's the here's the weird thing though. So so the trade or so the Brodeen contract, okay? The Brodeen contract caused, not surprisingly, every GM and their brother and sister to call Garen and say, Give me Dumba now. Yeah. So it actually it actually um tamped down Dumba's trade value for now. Right. Because everyone's like, Well, you're screwed, Billy. Give me Dumba. So instead of it being the springboard for a trade for a center immediately, it's actually gonna delay that, I think. And and I don't know. I I, I think they're gonna try and trade up and yeah. take a center. And that doesn't mean that they're not going to be in talks for a veteran one. It's just unfortunate that it's so damn hard to find those guys. And the reality probably with where they are developmental-wise is that they could take, if they can take a center high, a prospect one, and develop him, it could click at a very good time for the franchise. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's more likely that they move up in the draft and do a uh, trade for an established player. I think that's more likely the route. I just think it's going to be a little bit more difficult um, to get that established guy on draft day. But but NHL drafts do usually provide some yes. fun trades and stuff and, and, and situations like that. And I'm sure you and I will kind of be reacting to how that goes. And I'm excited to see it. I mean, this will be a fun week of the NHL. The draft's obviously on Tuesday. Free agency starts on Friday. Yes. So, I mean, we're, we're five days away from free agency. Our team's so. going to spend. No, I don't think so. Taylor, did you Me see? Either. I mean, Arizona's I, shopping Taylor Hall's rights right now. I think he's screwed. I feel bad for I, him. I mean, he might yeah. get an offer from one or two teams. Right. But the pandemic is so going to cripple. I mean, think about this league. Yeah. This is the ultimate butts and seat, seats league. Yeah. You know, they've got some TV revenue coming in, but compared to uh, their sports brethren, you know, they it's very small. Um, this is the ultimate league where it's suites and seats, right? And we don't know if they're going to have to start 2020 in a bubble of some sort. Yeah. So I think I, I think Friday is going to be. I think unless guys just take really devalued contracts, I think Friday is going to be disappointing. I just don't see a way around it. I mean, there's no way that that the Wild is going to dive in head first, and the cap, the cap's going to be flat. So. All right, it's it's been a one-timer emergency, I guess, edition of Judd's Hockey Show. Uh, Ryan Donato traded the Sharks. It looks like Devin Dubnik will be as well, although as we record this at 126 on Monday, we make no promises. Uh, as Declan said, we'll be back with a full episode on Wednesday. That will be the first round will be done. Uh, the rest of the draft takes place on Wednesday, and then as uh, Dex also said, Friday free agency uh, begins. So we'll have plenty to chew on and talk about. We will uh, talk to you soon. And Declan? Pass shoot score. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down on the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? Now you can learn his inner secrets with Embark, the highest rated dog DNA test. Unlocking over 350 breeds and screening for over 215 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA. That's DNA to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.